it's great to be with you today. It's um, it's uh, it's awesome to be able to share the word of God with you uh, this evening. And I'm so excited for the word that the Lord has given me uh, for tonight uh, to share with you. But first of all, I want to uh, thank each and every one of you that are uh, donating online, uh, that you're sowing seeds online, that you are tithing online. We want to say thank you uh, for doing that so faithful at uh, wordoffaithglobal.org, wordoffaithglobal.org. So we thank you for your faithfulness uh, in order for us to be able to continue uh, to preach the uncompromised word of God. Glory to God. I want to uh, remind you that the first Saturday in October, that will be October 3rd, we will be having a baptismal service. So if you are interested in getting baptized, make sure that you let us know. And uh, we'll definitely give you more information on that. Uh, this coming Sunday, but it's going to be Saturday, October 3rd, the first Sunday in, uh, in October. And we're going to uh, take care of that. And um, Miami Beach is going to be right there next to the Eden Rock Hotel. And we will be departing uh, from the church at seven o'clock in the morning. So um, make sure that you make plans for that. If you willing to um, if you want to get baptized, uh, make sure that you let us know. And um, we'll be more than happy to baptize you. This is Probably going to be the last baptismal for 2020. So make sure that you let us know. Praise God. I want to get into the word of God uh, immediately. Um, I am going to take you to a place of memory uh, going back some time. Uh, maybe for some of you, if you remember you uh, when you first got saved and and you were so uh, into the word and and lived so excited about the things of God. I mean, uh uh, for some, it could have been a, a long time. Like for me, it's been 35 uh, years to the glory of God. For others, it might be uh, sooner. Um, but, but just that moment, the moment that we got saved, the moment that we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Remember when you could hardly uh, wait to read the next chapter uh, in the Bible and reading the next book in the Bible and share with somebody what the Lord was doing in your life and how uh, things were happening in your life so uh, so quickly, you know, um, and and to listen to the next preaching, you you were so excited about that as well. Uh, where there was only a uh, one word to describe that, and that was that you were in love with God. You were in love with God. You were passionately in love with the Lord. I remember when um, uh, Pastor Yvette and I started uh, dating back in high school. Back in high school, sometimes. Uh, it would be uh, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and we were still talking on the phone, or we thought that we were talking on this phone until somebody started to snore. But you know what? I, I just wanted to hear her voice, and obviously, I guess she just wanted to hear mine as well. You know, and it was those moments that we just wanted to be with each other. Uh, I remember picking her up at, at home uh, every morning and going to school together. Uh, we went to the same school. We graduated together and everything. Um, so, so it was that passion there, you know, knowing that I could spend time uh, with the uh, person that I was dating, my girlfriend at that time. Uh, we even worked together. We even worked together. Our first job, uh, actually my second job, her first job, uh, we worked together. Uh, so every time that we could, we we were together. And I, I know for a fact that that's the same way it was for many of you that are watching me tonight. Um, that's the way that 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 passion, that love 
that the initial love, that initial spark that you had for the Lord. But slowly, things changed. Slowly, things changed. You got indifferent to the things of God. You prioritized, uh, your priorities changed and your zeal was no longer there. And this is what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about tonight, revive the fire. Revive the fire. And at first, uh, you didn't even realize it. You didn't even realize it, that that zeal was no longer there, that that zeal was drifting away. Things were happening that, that you probably didn't realize it until the Holy Spirit went to work and showed you that you had grown lukewarm to the things of God, that you had grown lukewarm to the things of God. Listen, the uh, relationship with the Lord is no different than the relationship with your spouse. If, uh, if if you don't continue in that spark and if you don't continue in that love and that unity in your marriage, you end up divorced and you end up being a, a statistic. If you, through the years, you, you drift away from the things that you used to do initially, that's a problem. That's a problem and, and you need to get help in that area. Because slowly with, uh, with things that happen in life, People start drifting away, and that's when uh, two people start living two different lives and going two opposite directions. The same thing happens in the spiritual realm when uh, we are passionate about the things of God, and all of a sudden we get lukewarm. We're not in love with the Lord the same way that we were initially. And the Holy Spirit will prompt you and let you know what you're doing wrong. To the things of God. What, what is it that, that you need to change? You have let the, that love die down. That fire die down. Uh, uh, that, 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 that passion die down. Just like a fire. It started to die down. Perhaps you still read the word of God. But uh, you lost the passion. And you lost the, the fervor about the word of God. And wanting to know more. And wanting to dig deeper in the word of God. And again, uh, I, I want to take you to that place tonight because I want to make sure that we rekindle that fire. I want to make sure that we revive that passion uh, for the Lord. If you have been listening to our messages uh, throughout the entire year up to now, up to now, um, September 22nd, 23rd, I'm sorry. If you see the messages that we've done through the years, a series that we've done through the year, you see that it points to this. It points to this subject right here. It points to having a passion for Jesus. It points to having a relationship for Jesus. It points to knowing the times that we are living in. And in order to know the times that we're living in, we need to be in tune with what the Spirit of God is saying. It's not something that happens automatically. It's not something that you just press a button and you get that download. No, you have to spend time with the Lord. The same way you got to spend time with your husband, you got to spend time with your wife in order to continue to build that bond of unity that nothing could divide us, that nothing could separate us apart. But that only happens when when you spend time with that person. That only that only happens when when you hear what that person's needs are and you express what your needs are as well. Communication is very important. In any relationship, a husband, a wife that they don't speak to each other, uh, that that marriage, unless they get help, they find 
professional help, you know what? It will fail. It will fail. Communication with the Lord is extremely important. If you don't have that communication with the Lord, that that the same way that you sit with your spouse and, and speak to your spouse in a loving relationship and you share whatever's on your heart, you, you need to understand that we need to do the same thing with the Lord. Open ourselves up to the Lord and let him know exactly what we're feeling. I want you to know that he's uh, he he uh, he desires to know everything that's going on in our life. Not that he doesn't know, but he desires to know. He desires to be part of everything in our life. Every decision that we make, everything that we're thinking, he wants to be part of that. Are you allowing him to be part of that? Or have you drifted away from that passion? And you find yourself today lukewarm. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this evening. I thank you for this word, Lord, that, that you have given me, Lord. And I declare in the name of Jesus, Father, that you are going to open our minds and our understanding to your word, Father. I declare that this is a night, this is a day of freedom for many people tonight. This is a night of decision for many people, Lord. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that your word is real, your word is alive. And your love, your word is for us because you love us. And it's in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen and amen. Listen to what it says in the Bible in James chapter 4, verse 8. It says, to draw near to him and he will draw near to you. To draw near to him and he will draw, draw near to us. But this is the key in order for that to work out. We, we need to understand that there has to be a key in order for that to work out. You must make a conscious decision to drop whatever it is that is stealing your time from reading the word of God and meditating and spending time with him and in fellowship with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. What's taking you away from that? What it, what What is taking a priority in your life from being with the Lord? Is it a person? Is it a relationship? Is it a sport? Is it a hobby? What is it? Is it your job? Is it that you just don't want to spend time with the Lord? What is it? You need to identify what is it that is taking the time that you're supposed to be spending with the Lord to something else. And in that fellowship with your brothers and sisters. Once you stop that fellowship with your brothers and sisters, it's a critical place to be in. You start to compromise in a lot of things in life. Now church is no longer important for you. Now being together in community is no longer important. Now crying together and praying together and laughing together and lifting one another up together, it's not important. You got to be careful you don't get to that place. Unless you do an about face, listen to what I'm saying. Unless you do an about face like they say in the military and turn completely from the way that you're going, like going north instead of going south, you will continue to live in the rut that you're in. You will continue to see the same results you've been getting up to now. Remember, it wasn't like that when you were passionately in love with the Lord. It wasn't like that when you were uh, when you were on fire for the things of God. It wasn't like that when you were reading the word on a daily basis. It wasn't like that when you were praying for hours and hours before the Lord. 
I just want to say something to you tonight. When was the last time that you cried before the Lord? When was the last time that you uh, uh, prostrated yourself before the Lord? When was the last time that you prayed for the lost? Think about those things for a moment. There is no better time to revive your, your fire and your zeal for the Lord and start returning to the basics than today. There's no better time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that the Lord has given you the opportunity. You are hearing this message, and I believe that it's not a coincidence that you're hearing this message. We see the signs of Jesus' return. No longer it's in a distance, but it's the signs that are loud, that are in neon colors, that are nice and bright, that his return is around the corner. That his return is around the corner. We must make a decision for Christ today. Are we going to continue to play church? Are we going to continue to play Christianity? To say that you're a Christian when you're really not living the life? Are you continue to are you going to continue to be on the fence? Are you going to continue to live lukewarm? I got news for you. The time is short. The time is very short. It takes a real man and a real woman to acknowledge that you have failed God in this area. And you continue to fail and you continue to blame others when it's nobody's fault but yours. The decisions you make, I have no control of it. You're the one that has the control of it. What decisions are you making? Are you making the right decisions for, for Christ? Are you making the right decisions for for you to grow in the things of God. Are those the decisions that you're making today? Stop continuing to blame anybody else. Face it. Today is the day of salvation. Face the reality. Be man enough and say, I messed it up. It takes more of a man to say that than to pull a trigger. Say that you committed, you know, the sin of just falling away, of getting lukewarm. Understand what it says in Proverbs 27, verse 1. It says, don't boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day might bring. Things change in your life in a blinking of an eye. You know what? A lot of people don't realize it until that happens. But things could change in your life in a blinking of an eye. The bride is coming. The bride is the church. The groom is going to come at one point. The groom is going to come at one point, and we need to stop the nonsense. We need to stop the uh, uh, immature excuses and the lukewarmness, and, and we need to get serious about the things of God. God's coming for a bride. A bride that is ready. A bride that's been ready. A bride that's been dressed up and ready, waiting for her groom. Are you ready tonight? If Jesus would come tonight, are you ready? If Jesus would knock on your door tonight, are you ready? Or are you going to tell him, can, can you please give me five minutes? Let me get ready. There will be no time to get ready.
I'm just letting you know there will be no time. I, as I as I speak about this, I think about the days of Noah. Noah and building the ark and talking to people, and but one day the door will shut. And the same thing is going to happen with the groom. One day the groom will shut the door. And even if you're standing outside crying and begging and knocking on the door, it will not be open. When Noah shut the door, it was shut. When he heard from God and God said, it's time, the door was shut. Are you ready tonight? Or do you want to continue to live on the fence? Do you want to continue to live in, with the uh, uh, Christianity uh, 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 logo? Uh, that's not going to get you to heaven. Understand that. That's not going to get you anywhere. Knowing somebody is not going to get you to heaven. The money that you have is not going to get you to heaven. The relationship, it's not going to get you to heaven. The, 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 uh, the, the diplomas and degrees you have, it's not going to get you to heaven. It's your relationship with the Lord that's going to get you to heaven. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? The more you practice any sport, it doesn't matter what sport it is, the better you get into. The better that you will master it. Same thing, it's in the spiritual realm. Your soul desires whatever you spend time doing. Let me repeat that again. Your soul desires whatever you spend time doing. Act on everything that God says. Remember, he is the bread of life. Desire more of him. And you will revive that love and zeal for the word of God. There is an opportunity. God's giving you an opportunity right now tonight. There is an opportunity to change. There is an opportunity to acknowledge, you know what? I've, I've done things wrong. I messed it up. I got off on the wrong exit. You know what? It's, it's time to get back together to the family of God. Think about that for a moment. Think about that. John chapter 6, verse 40 through 64, and I want you to go there. Listen to what it says on... John chapter 6, starting in verse number uh, 40, it says, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Glory to God. This word right here, just, just this verse right here should get you excited of the promises of the Lord. Listen to what it says again. That everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last days. Therefore, the Jews started complaining about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can, how can, he, not, how can he now say, I have come down from heaven? They, they they were debating. They were going back on this nonsense. And Jesus answered them and said, stop complaining among yourself. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last days. It is written, the prophets, and they will have all 
be taught by God and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to and learned from the Father comes to me. Everyone who has listened and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who was from God. He has seen the Father. Verse 47, I assure you, anyone who believes has eternal life. I have. I am the bread of life. Anyone who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that anyone may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Glory to God. He will live forever. The bread that I will give for life of the world is my flesh. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Verse 52. At that, the Jews argue among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, I assure you, unless you eat this flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last days. Once again, he is reminding us, I will raise him up on the last days because my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. Glory to God. This reminds me of the series that we're doing now. Grafted in. Grafted in. Listen to what it says. The one who eats my flesh, drinks my blood, lives in me and I in him. Just as the living father sent me and I live because of the father. So the one who feeds on me. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I hear that word. I, I, I read that word and, and it really uh, burns inside of me because I know the I know the promises that are ahead of me. I know the promises that, that were made for me the moment that I accepted Jesus. And I hold on tight to those promises. Listen to what it says on verse 58. This is a bread that came down from heaven. It is not like the manna your fathers ate and they died. The one who eats this bread will live forever. This is the medicine for the body. This is the medicine for the body. This is the medicine that we need. He said these things while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Therefore, verse 60, it says, Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, This teaching is hard. Who can accept it? This teaching is hard. Who can accept it? Jesus, knowing himself that his, this, his disciples were complaining about this, asked them, does this offend you? Does this offend you? Then what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit in our life. The words that I have spoken to you our spirit, and our life. But there are some among you that don't believe. For Jesus knew the beginning, those who believed and those who did not believe and betrayed him. 
That's God's word. That's God's word. That's that's God's promises. His word is the answer to every need that you and I could ever have in our life. There's, there's nothing else that you and I need but the word of God to sustain us on a daily basis. Regardless of the turmoils that we're going through right now, regardless of what's happening out there in the world, the word of God will sustain you if you get a hold of it on a daily basis. You know, it's easy. People uh, pay for memberships in the gyms and they uh, come January. They Everybody's going to start fasting. Everybody's going to start drinking vitamins and uh, uh, working out at the gyms and the gyms will be packed. But as uh, January goes by and uh, October comes in and November comes in, it's a different story. Because a lot of people have abandoned that. If you abandon the word of God, you will find yourself in a rut. And I am telling you, the only thing that could sustain you, the only thing that can maintain you in your your family, your your, um, your household, your marriage, your kids, your finances, your business, is being involved in the Word of God in a relationship with the Lord on a daily basis. There's nothing else. There's not a pill you can take. There's not a membership that you need to buy. You just need to be obedient to what it says in the word of God and abide by what it says in the word of God. See, the word of God, it's not a book that we could just uh, eat and, and take what we want and what pick and choose what we want. No, it's the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. It's the word of God. And every word that it's in there is inspired by God. Hallelujah. It's a book that when you open it, it's alive. It speaks to you. It speaks to your situation. It's listen, I've on my devotionals on a daily basis, I something could come up. I could think about something. And the moment that I open my devotional, the Lord is speaking to me about that. About that situation. About that conversation that I just had before opening the word. And and the Lord is already speaking to me in reference to that. Because it's a book that's alive and well. Listen to my words. His word is the answer to every need that you have in your life. His word is the only thing that you need for health. It's the power of God that you need. It's the life that you need. And if you put it to work in your heart and start declaring it, you will be healed in Jesus' name. You will be set free from bondage in Jesus' name. Your marriage will will completely turn around. Your business will completely turn around. It would flourish. Hallelujah. If you would only turn to God. If you would only put the word of God to, to the test. Put it to the test. Try it out. Stop living on the fence. Stop being lukewarm. We don't have time for that nonsense. You and I don't have time for that nonsense. We need to be the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Be strong and firm in the word of God. Do we go through stuff? Yes, we do go through stuff. Do things happen in our life that shouldn't happen? Yes, 100%. Things happen in my life that I didn't sign up for it. But it happened. 
But you know what? Once I put my trust in God, I got a different outcome. I could have been angry. I could have been bitter for the rest of my life. I could have been a drug addict. I could have been in the gangs. But you know what? I got a hold of God one day. 35 years ago. Hallelujah. And that day made a difference in my life. And not just in my life. And this is what I want you to understand. Because it's not just my life. It's the life of those that are around me. My kids. My grandkids. My great grandkids. Hallelujah. My marriage. If it wasn't because of Christ. I wouldn't be standing here today. I can't. Look for him. I can't call him out. I cannot uh, uh, sit down and when, when the heat is already. No, it has to be on a daily basis. The same way I speak to my wife on a daily basis. The same way that we have relationship on a daily basis. That, that we spend time together. That we talk. That we share. That we break bread together. You know what? The same thing we need to do with God. On a daily basis. Not just on Sundays. Or not just occasionally. When you desire to go to church. Come on, you weren't like that when you started off. You were on fire for God. It's time to revive that fire. It's time to get back to the basics. It's time to get back to the basics of the word of God. A lot of things have changed in this world. But you know one thing that doesn't change is the word of God. There's no such thing as going to the bookstore and finding the 2021 Bible. Or the 2023 Bible. Or the 2022. It doesn't exist. It's one Bible. The word of God. The word of God doesn't change. The word of God is yes today and forevermore. It's the same. It doesn't change. We change. Our attitude changes. Our desires. Our priorities change. But never God's word. Never God's word. I was preaching on Sunday. And, uh, and just declaring healing. Over the airways. And I, I, as soon as I get off the air, I get a report and I got three different people calling me and telling me the report of what happened. Somebody got healed at church. Hallelujah. That's one person. The other person got set free of a spirit that was upon this person for years. Suicidal spirit. But you know what? All I did was declare the word. Declare the word of God. But, but you know what changed that person? It wasn't that I said it. It's that it's the living word of God. And the moment that person got a hold of it, received their healing. The moment that person in the altar decided to raise their hand, they released that burden that they were carrying. It's not me. It's the word of God. Understand what I'm saying. Get a hold of the word of God today. Get a hold of Jesus today. If we don't take the time to plant the word of God deep in our hearts, it's impossible to see an immediate result. It's impossible to see an immediate result. And a lot of people have messed up their life for years and they want to have an immediate result. And if the result doesn't happen right away, then, then God's not hearing your prayers according to what you say. And that's not the case. God heard it the first time. But you got to be patient. You got you to gotta cultivate 
You got to take care of the word of God. Sometimes we get immediate results, but other times we don't. Other times it, it might take a little bit longer. Sometimes you can see the result right away in your body instantly. But other times you don't. But it's still the word of God. It's still the word of God. If, if you get a hold of it, your healing will come. Healing can materialize immediately. But sometimes it takes time to see the healing in the physical realm. Let me repeat that again. Sometimes it takes time to see the healing in the physical realm. But it doesn't mean that nothing is happening in the spiritual realm. It doesn't mean that God didn't hear the prayer the first moment that he heard it. It doesn't mean that God is not working. It doesn't mean that that prayer did not go straight to the throne of God. It did. But sometimes it takes time. I want you to take you. I want to take you to the word for you to understand what you are missing out of when the Holy Spirit went to, to work and showed you that you had uh, grown lukewarm and indifferent to the things of God and uh, the, you, you felt that tugging and you didn't do anything about it and, and you continue to continue day after day, week after week, month after month, continue to live lukewarm, but you're missing out on the promises of God. You're missing out on the blessings of God. And I want to take you to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12. And I am reading out of the uh, King James, New King James Version. And it says in the word of, and it says in the word of God, on verse number 12, it says, Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments, and keep and do them, the Lord your God will keep, with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. The Lord will keep the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. Verse number 13 says, and he will love, he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb. And I want to pause there for a moment because obviously when it's talking about there, it's talking about the woman. He will bless the fruit of your womb. When, when we read this right here, when we when we read the blessing of obedience in the book of Deuteronomy chapter number seven, we got to understand that it's just not talking about us. It's just not talking about me. It's just not talking about my wife. Glory to God. It is. But it's also talking about the fruit of her womb. So it's talking about my kids. It's talking about my grandkids as well. It's talking about my great grandkids. Because of the obedience of a mother and a father, the blessing will come to the kids. Understand what I'm saying? Because of the obedience of mom and dad, blessing will come to the kids. Now, understand also that those kids have to come to Christ independently, individually, aside from mom and dad. But there's a blessing already. There's a root of blessing already for the decision mom and dad made one day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I rejoice for the decision that Pastor Yvette and I made 35 years ago. And I, and I am seeing the fruit of that decision. Hallelujah. 
And the same way that I've seen the fruit of that decision, I want to make sure that you see the fruit of your decision as well. Listen to what it says on verse number 13. It says, and he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land and your grain and your new wine and your oil. The increase of the cattle, the offsprings of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. Hallelujah. And everything, there will be a blessing. Maybe you don't have a farm, but you got a business. The Lord will bless that business. Understand what I'm saying. Verse number 14, it says, you shall be blessed above all people. Hallelujah. Does this mean we're supposed to be arrogant? No, we're not. It's not about being arrogant, but it's about knowing the word of God and knowing what, what, what's your promise uh, that you could hold on to, that it never changes. You know, it's, 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 the, it's the purpose of bringing others to the realm, bringing others to Christ as well for them to receive also that blessing and be part of that blessing of the family of God. Hallelujah. Listen to what it says here on verse number 15. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known, but will lay them all of those, uh, but will lay those that hate you. Um, in verse number 16, it says, and also you shall destroy all the people whom the Lord your God delivers over you. Your eyes shall have no pity on them. Nor shall you serve their gods. Little G, obviously. Their gods. You shall not serve their gods. For that will be a snare to you. Wow. The promises of God. The promises of God when we are obedient to his word. The promises of God when we realize that, you know what? I, we, we've done things wrong. We all done things wrong. Including myself. But you know what? The moment that the Holy Spirit prompts me. And lets me know that I'm doing something wrong. It's it's that moment to turn around and do an about face. Because I don't want to miss out on this, on the blessings of God. And I don't want my family, I don't want my kids, my great grandkids to miss out on the blessing of God. Because of disobedience from a grandpa or a grandmother. Psalms 107 verse 20 in the ancient Israel God, um, uh, it says uh, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them. From their destruction. The word of God brings healing. To the spirit, soul, mind and body. Healing. To the spirit. Soul. Mind and body. Hallelujah. Let's uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Chapter number 10. And listen to what it says here. Hallelujah. Verse number three, it says, for though we live in the body, we do not wage war in an unspiritual way. We do not wage war in an unspiritual way. Since the weapons of our warfare are not warly, but are powerful through God for the de de uh, um, demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. Everything that rises up against the knowledge of God. Taking every thought captive to obey Christ. 
If that thought that you're thinking right now does not align with the word of God, it didn't come from Christ. You need to take every, every thought captive on a daily basis. It's not occasionally, but on a daily basis. Every thought captive to obey to the word of Christ. I'm going to read to you uh, this evening from the uh, book of uh, uh, Charles Capps. And um, the book of Charles Capps, the uh, the tongue and creative force. And I want to I, I want you to listen to what it says here, because I believe it's important. The way, the same way that the Lord spoke to him, I'm sure that it's going to speak to you as well. The same way that it spoke to me. It says the Spirit of God spoke to me concerning confessing the Word of God out loud, where you can hear yourself saying it. He said it is. Scientific application of the wisdom of God to the psychological makeup of man. And it works. Thank God. The body of Christ must begin to live in the authority of the word. Let me repeat that again. The body of Christ must begin to live in the authority of the word. Are you living in the authority of the word? Listen to what it says. For God's word is creative power. The creative power is produced by the heart, formed by the tongue, and released out of the mouth in word form. It says in August, and I quote, in August of 1973, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, If men would believe me, long prayers are not necessary. Just speaking the word will bring what you desire. Glory to God. Long, eloquent words, long, lasting prayers. It really doesn't impress God. And there's really not a need for it. Listen to what it says. Just speak the word and the word will bring your desire. Speak the word of God and it will bring your desire. My creative power is given to, to man in word form. I have ceased for a time from my work and have given man the book of my creative power. The power is still in my word. The Lord told him. The power is still in my word. For it is to be effective. Man must speak in faith. Jesus spoke it when he was on earth and it worked then. So it shall work now, but it must be spoken by the body. Man must rise up and have dominion over the power of evil by my words. Men must rise up. Listen to what it says. Men must rise up and have dominion over the power of evil by my words. Unfortunately, we're living in a society that men are not rising up. But men are living under the banner, the banner of excuses and putting all kinds of excuses to not serve God. Put all kinds of excuses to be lukewarm. Listen to what it says. Man must rise up and have dominion over the power of evil by my words. It is my greatest desire that my people create a better life by the spoken word. For my word has not lost its power just because it has been spoken. 
it is still equally as powerfully today as when I said, let there be light. Glory to God. But my words to be effective, men must speak it. But my words to be effective, men must speak it. And that creative power will come forth before me, that which is spoken in faith. That which is spoken in faith. Listen to what it says on this word. It says, my word is not void of power. My people are void of speech. This is very interesting. My people are void of speech. They hear the world and speak as the world speaks. Come on, church. I, I, I don't know about you, but when, when the Lord was speaking to Charles Cap in 1973, I'm sure he knew already what was going to happen in 2020. Listen to what he told them. He said, my people are void of speech. They hear the world speak as the, they, they hear the world and speak as the world speaks. By observing circumstances, they have lost sight of my word. By observing circumstances, they have lost sight of my word. They even speak that which they, that the enemy says, and they destroy their own inheritance by corrupt communication of fear and unbelief. Wow. Let me repeat this again. And they destroy their own inheritance. They destroy their own inheritance by corrupt communication of fear of an unbelief. No word of mine is void of power, only powerless when it's unspoken. Only powerless when it's unspoken. As there is a creative power in my spoken word, so is there an evil power present in the words of the enemy to afflict, oppress everyone that speaks them. Be not conformed but be transformed into the body of faith, knowing that my words are alive and evermore. Believe, speak, and obtain that joy. May be full, and you shall be complete in me. These truths changed my life, Charles Cap said, and have never been the same. End of quote. Wow. Wow. Powerful words. What are the words that you are speaking? Have you thought about your life today and, you know, what you've been doing and the results that you've been getting and as you've been lukewarm for a long time? I want to give you the opportunity tonight. I want to give you the opportunity right now to make that decision. This is the most critical decision you're going to make in your life. This is the most important decision that you are going to make in your life. The decision of returning back to Jesus. Or the decision of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time. I am telling you, we have no time to play games. We have no time to play church. We have no time to be lukewarm. We have no time to be on the fence. The time is short. And once again, I will tell you like in the days of Noah. When the door was shut, 
the door was shut. When the groom comes for the bride and shuts the door, that is it. What will you do then? For more that you would knock and you would cry outside, the door is shut. What are you going to do then? If you're hearing me tonight and this message have, has touched you and the Holy Spirit is prompting you, I want you to just raise your hand right there where you're at. Just raise right there your hands and, and just say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that I need salvation right now. And I need a savior. And Lord, I accept your son as my Lord and Savior right now. And I receive your son as my Savior. And I and I ask you to forgive my sins right now, Lord. Promise that I will walk with you all the days of my life. I'm doing it about face tonight. Maybe you were going the wrong way. Maybe you were. Maybe you got off at the wrong exit. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night to come back to Christ and say, Lord, I, I want to come back to that first fire, that first love, and rekindle that love that I have for you, Lord. And Lord, forgive me for my mistakes. And I am telling you that if you're genuine right now, if you're speaking, if you're raising your hand, and you're genuinely saying that, the Lord will give you another chance and give you another opportunity. To the glory of God. That's his love. That's his grace for you. But we got to be honest. Are you ready to give up what's detaining you? What's holding you back from falling in love with the Lord again? Are you willing to give that tonight? Are you willing to say, Lord, I surrender this at the altar. I surrender this at your feet right there where you're at. Lord, I, I turn it over to you. I can't, I can't handle this no more, Lord. Are you willing to say that? If you are, I am telling you that if you're honest, the Lord will forgive you. And he will remove that distraction from your life. If need be, he will remove it. But it's up to you. But if you say this prayer right now with honesty, the Lord is ready to receive you. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for doing things my way. Forgive me, Lord, for the times that I've been lukewarm for the years and months and weeks. And, and I've been blaming other things and other people. And it's really my fault, Lord, for being lukewarm. But I hear a prompting in my spirit right now. I hear the Holy Spirit just calling me right now. And I want to surrender everything to you again. If you just say those words with honesty, the Lord is right there, ready to pick you up. And give you another opportunity. I bless you tonight. God wants you well. He wants you healthy. Understand that he wants you strong in every area of your life. He wants you spiritually strong and, and your faith to be strong. And, and the authority and the word of God. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be strong to, to receive Jesus' healing power in your life. It's available for you tonight. If you say, Lord, I just want a touch from you right now because I'm struggling in this area. I, I feel pain in this area, whatever it might be. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, allow Jesus to touch you right now. And I am telling you that he will. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. So receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing tonight. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that his healing power will be all over you right now. And I also declare that the Lord would revive that fire inside of you. To fall in love with the Lord again. God bless you. God bless you and we will be with you uh, this coming Sunday. God bless you. We love you.